This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, hand-roasted coffee in the foothills of California. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, it's my birthday. Hey, you you know what? You suck. I know. <laughs> I you stole totally a- told me I couldn't say happy birthday to you, and then you just came in with a happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Fletch. Hey, thanks. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. And you are listening to episode 122 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, Loving the Unlovable. Actually, I'm thinking if you're still here listening, that's pretty good, because some people would have left it when I said you suck. <laughs> oh, really? Is that what they do? Yeah, I think so. You're unlovable. That's the problem. I don't... People- well... Hello, yes, <laughs> if okay. you know me. So I have, to, I have to confess to two things. That sounded heavy, didn't it? <laughs> no, I have yes. to... Uh, Did you hear I had no reply? Yeah, so one is, breath. if you can't tell that uh, my voice sounds extraordinarily deep, it's because I got the first cold of the season after not having had a cold for over a year. Oh, man. So... Just pile that onto the list of grievances for 2016. Yeah, and the second thing you may hear is snickering in the studio because (laughs) we have a guest in, there you go, in the studio. And uh, we are going to be interviewing her. We'll introduce her later. Okay, should we leave her as a a silent guest for now? Yeah. Okay, we'll be uh, introducing her later. But you might hear snickers in the corner because this guest specifically has never been here or seen the live us. Right, she's seen the church us. All the... (laughs) That's not the same thing. Yes. All, all the... As I've learned lately. Yeah, right. Everybody so, at church oh, this, <laughs> has a really yeah. convoluted idea the of serious. who I am. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, it's... I like... I love traveling to conventions and stuff with you. I just kind of <laughs> grab your bags and point to you because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people, I and know. And then they meet you and they go, you guys, oh, this is the real you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... <laughs> hello. This is homeschooling yep. in real life. That's what we do. Chipped nails, greasy hair. <laughs> yeah. So any uh, any more fluff from you? I don't know. I just wanted to say it's your birthday, and that's not something you wanted me to share. So. Yeah, I don't talk about birthdays, and you are just a couple years shy of half of a century. That's pretty awesome. I know. Yeah, a few more gray hairs in the head and the beard, but enough. A few more of, hair would be good. Yeah, uh, that would be good <laughs> any too. Any hair would be awesome. So uh, yeah, so we are. Let's wrap up fluff. Let's get to our episode about loving. The unlovable. So you know what would be a really great gift to get Fletch for his birthday? I know. Caroline's coffee. Yeah, a from, pound of Caroline's coffee. <laughs> from Caroline's I, coffee. I gotcha, dude. And here's the deal. People can go do that. They can use our code H-I-R-L and they can get 10% off that order. That's right. And Christmas is around the corner too. So I'm just putting that out there for all you very, very busy parents who need to get Christmas going. Get over to carolinescoffee.com. Use the code H-I-R-L and save 10%. 
All right, we're back, and we are talking about loving the unlovable. Now, Kenj, where did this one come from? We have had listeners ask, how do we do this? How, if I have a child that I feel is being completely unlovable, or maybe a spouse, or a family member, or that person at church. Oh. So, I know. Oh. We all have one, right? Yeah, and so sure. how do you love that person? Because we are called to love one another, and that's um, not always easy. So what did we do? We did, we decided we would talk about it. <laughs> we would just go through all the unlovable people. We're kind of lousy at loving <clears throat> the unlovable. Yeah. So um, I had this stroke of brilliance one night and yes. <laughs> said, let's grab our friend Laura Benavides and get her into the studio and talk about loving the unlovable because... I've had some really great conversations with Laura over the last few months, mostly via Facebook. Welcome, Laura. Wow. Hi. Laura, this is awesome that you're here. You've been quiet the whole time in the studio, which I I found shocking that you weren't giggling more <laughs> on mic. So I didn't you want to overhear or over laugh yeah, you guys. You you got to see behind the scenes recording. Yes. Is it pretty much just like the show? It's better the, than the show. Okay. You can see it in real life. It's quite there's awesome. There's a lot of grabbing and smooching in real life, in yeah. the real life studio. There's none of that. He pinched your butt. So, <laughs> so <Sorry>. welcome to... <laughs> well, that's, we've, we've brought the right person in the studio. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to be talking about loving the unlovable. Where do you guys want to go with this? Well, I think we can talk, like, let's just go straight away to talking about kids because I think that's a lot of times what our listeners have started with. Like, how do we, how do we love that kid when they're being super unlovable? Like, I don't like this dinner. I don't want this dinner. Or I custom made a smoothie for somebody yesterday and it landed on the kitchen floor and I was cleaning that up. Like, how do we love those kids in those unlovable moments? Don't ask me. (laughs) Great answer. Kick them back to mom. You think I'm smart enough to handle this one? Um, so last Friday, my, my son, he's in a modified homeschool. I don't stay home and teach him. He does it online. And the rules are that he has to have the school done before he can enjoy his weekend. So last Friday, he's like, yep, mom, I have all my school done. It's done. I swear. So he leaves for work. Liar. Oh, I've heard, I've heard yes. these That should have been before. a neon sign, right? He's 17. That's like half of what they do besides eat and sleep. Um, so he leaves for work. I go in, check his computer, and amazing, all of these assignments that are yet undone. And he goes, he's spending the night at a friend's house, so he doesn't get to come home to me so that I can rip him shred to shred, right? Um, right. <laughs> I am such a nice mother. I, I think the proper answer there was right. <laughs> um, and then, was it Monday or Tuesday? I get an email from one of his teachers saying that the assignment he submitted was just a Word document with, didn't have enough time, I'll turn this in later. <gasps> oh. oh, that's painful. Yeah, that, that took genius. I mean, he may be a liar, but he's a smart liar. Um, and he's unlovable at that point. Oh. Or no? I mean, is that how we're feeling? Yes. At that point, I don't like him very much at all. I'd rather dropkick him. Why, in that moment, would you choose then to love him? That's, I guess, the question. Loving yeah. the unlovable. How do we do that? Oh, goodness. Um, in that moment, it's I see myself at his age doing the exact same thing to my own mother. Oh. Um, and I see the boy that is just... He lo- his friends, his group of friends are his family. That is his people. Um, 
And I have to be patient enough with him to let him get through the stupid teenage years where they think I'm dumber than they are. Um, and get him over the, yeah, I can lie and get away with it because he has yet to get away with a single lie in 17 <laughs> years. You know, I, I think for me, if I'm answering this question, um, I, I can also see myself, you know, mm-hmm. some often, you mm-hmm. know, in, in situations, but I also, um, I think I can love them because I know Jesus loves them mm-hmm. that, you mm-hmm. know, and sometimes it's just obedience to him is all I can get away with, you know, or that's all I can muster up is just, I'm loving you <laughs> because I know I'm commanded to love you and Jesus <laughs> yeah. and really because Jesus loves you. So, well, and, and I think in the moment too, when I'm thinking, uh, child is driving me crazy. Sometimes my response is not loving at all. And the loving comes by me saying, I'm, I'm so sorry. That was mommy was mad. That was a bad reaction do you know you're loved? I, awesome. You know you're loved, right? You know, we have those conversations a lot <laughs> around here. Like, let me just remind you, in spite of my human yuck <laughs> as your mom, um, you're really loved by God perfectly. Not by me perfectly, but you are really loved by God. There was a, a big one where my son showed me that even in my unlovable moments, I am loved. Um, I had come home one day for work and he's like, Mom, the sink's overflowing. There's water all over the kitchen floor. And I'm like, I haven't even been out of the car for two seconds. Back off. It's, uh. it's water. It's not going to kill anything. The next day, I come home from work again. And I'm out of the car door two seconds. And I am on him. You didn't get this done. You didn't get that done. Blah, blah, blah. And he's just standing there all wide-eyed. And he waits about an hour. And he comes up to me and he goes, do the rules just apply to you? Oh. Or just apply to me? Oh. And I was like... And I was ready to just pop the head off and just throw him out the front door, right? Um, but God stopped me in that moment and said, um, Laura, listen to the child. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. You're 100% right. Mm-hmm. I owe you the same respect that I expect you to show to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry for that. Um, he's a very patient child with his mother. <laughs> <laughs> So I think maybe like the, the very succinct answer is to say, I'm unlovable too. Um, I'm not always oh, the most lovable mom, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I think there's a realization at some point in parenting, maybe you've been doing this for 17 years that you say, wow, you know what? I need a lot of grace to parent these kids, but these kids need a lot of grace to have me as their mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there have been so many times where, There was one time I have a temper that is, for the most part, fairly calm until I just hit that moment and I (laughs) apparently turn into Godzilla, King Kong. You know, it's loud and things break. For instance, Austin's dresser, his alarm clock, and his CD player. Um, And in that moment of breaking everything in my child's room, I realized I was being completely irrational, completely Mm. unlovable. Um. And I had to stop and walk away for a minute. And I had to come back and get on my knees and apologize to my son Mm -hmm. and say, mom's at time is an idiot and I'm sorry. And please forgive me. And I love you. Um, and he wraps his arms around me and goes, Oh mom, I love you. I love you. I can be, I I break things too. It's okay. And it's almost as if in their eyes, it is easier to love in spite of ourselves. Yeah. Whereas for the adults, 
we remember everything. Right, right. And so it becomes harder to go, well, I love you anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things I'm hearing um, a lot of times from adult children who have a strained relationship with their parents mm-hmm. uh, is this idea that they, or the knowledge that they have parents who cannot apologize. And I have had friends say, you know, my parents could repair a lot of relationships in our, in our family if they would only apologize or just take ownership that they didn't do everything perfectly. Um, I think that's huge in, yes. in the life of a believer. Definitely. Um, the willingness to admit fault mm. um, shows that you understand that you yourself are not perfect. Therefore, you can't expect perfection. Yeah. Um, and it shows that you're willing to come down to their level, especially with kids, um, to say, I am no better than you are. Mm. Love me just as much as I love you, even in the midst of all our imperfection and all of our screw ups, which is what Jesus shows us every single day of the week. Yeah. Um, to the three people that I cut off in traffic today, Mm. I'm sorry. And thank you for not hitting me. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, um, can I get real with you guys for a second? I think this is where things get a little tough for our listeners because we are really, you know, great homeschoolers. We exemplify everything to our kids. And, you know, at this point we could think we're perfect, but what about when we get into the church mm. and we have those people who are unlovable in the church? So our, I, I, I just made a fake person that we were these perfect homeschoolers. Yeah, right. Well, and, and the thing is the, the reality for me sometimes is that the, it's harder at church. For some reason, I find trickier relationships and people in the church than I do sometimes in the world. And I don't know if that's because I spend most of my time in a Christian community. <laughs> and so, you know, those relationships just are the marathon and not the sprint. Um, but I find that when I have to deal with um, people outside of the church, I, I have a lot more grace. Well, don't, don't you think it's because in the church, we, we think people need you should know better. Yeah, I think expectations are possibly unrealistic. Yeah. Laura, what about you? For me, I spend most of my time at church feeling like the unlovable. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, there was a long time where I wouldn't even walk into a church because I felt that rejected by people in the church. Um, and I recently at church and probably not as gracefully as I should have compared humans at church to cockroaches. Um, they're everywhere. (laughs) Um, I've done that to their children too. It's bad form. (laughs) Um, being in church and feeling like the unlovable because I've done so many non-Christian things, um, has given me a heart for those that are usually on the outside, just Mm -hmm. like I am. Mm -hmm. Um, but it has made it harder for me to love those that seem to fit all those good Christian girl molds. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting because I, I remember you saying that um, recently on Facebook. Laura is very uh, <laughs> transparent on Facebook, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> You're super real, um, but but there was a confession of that that is hard for you that I'm racist against skinny beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I you know what's funny about that is I've thought about that ever since, and I'm thinking that is so honest because I don't think we are always so honest with ourselves about the people we do hold prejudices against, you know? Um, and so I think all of us could say there's somebody different that we feel is unlovable or difficult for us to love. And here you are saying, 
I feel like I am that unlovable person because I don't fit with sort of the the good crowd, the in crowd, the church crowd, you know, the whatever that mold crowd is. of the, mold. the good Christian wife. Mm. Oh, <clears throat> I I know those I know those molds. I could describe it, but I'm not going to because I do not even want to go into that pit <laughs> of <in> trouble. <laughs> I tend to think I I'm my the unlovable with me are the religious, you know, those that are mm. you know holding so so hard to the rules. Um, those are the and I have a harder time with them than I do with like mm. people that are just totally missing it. Yeah, I uh, partly I think in that aspect for us might be because we were that. Yeah, <laughs> we were that religious. You know, we were so right about everything, and we needed to school everybody else and how to do it. And um, it's such a distaste in my mouth now. Growing uh, up as a preacher's daughter. It was very much so a publicly you follow those rules and you don't bend them and you know all the Bible verses of which I cannot remember a single one in my 30s. Um, well, some of them. Um, but it was very much so that public church life mm. was it wasn't the same at home. It wasn't um, everything's perfect and nice and happy. It was, you scream at each other and you slam doors and <laughs> you don't do the dishes and you get in trouble for it. Um, so yeah, big, big difference from church to home, but growing up in that, I know what the mold is expected to be mm. even more. So I rebelled against it and I am, I guess the anti mold. <laughs> All right, so most of our listeners are moms. Let's give some hope to those moms that are struggling right now. Yeah, let's talk to that mom, Laura, who 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 herself feels like the outsider at church. Oh, honey, find the other outsiders because those are the women. One of my best friends at church, she is the exact opposite of me. She is quiet. She is very thoughtful in everything she says it just doesn't pop into her head and fall out her mouth um and just kind to the nth degree and when i first met her i was like there's no way in the world this girl and i are gonna get along and i love that woman to death find those people that are on the outskirts that aren't in the little cliques because every church has them um and that's where you're gonna find the women that not only need you but you need them because mm -hmm. you learn something from every woman you meet. That's beautiful. <laughs> I think when we uh, recognize how unlovable we really are, mm -hmm. whether that's because you know we, we can say I had this period or this past of my life where I was really behaving unlovably. I mean, mm -hmm. you did so toward the world. We did so toward religion. It's all ugly. It's yeah. all unlovable. Um, I think that that is part of where, the, where the Lord really starts to use us masterfully <laughs> because we can then turn and love those people um, because we, we recognize our own unlovability. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's just recognizing the gospel, which is you know where we keep pushing people on this podcast. Yeah. Recognize just how loved you are by God. Yeah. And if you start there, um, that there should be an overflowing of that, an outpouring mm -hmm. of that, you know, towards others, but just remembering how much God loves you and then turning that around, you know, to those. Yeah. So in those moments where you're the screaming mom or the one who's not so nice, and I have choice words often under my breath towards certain children Ooh. in my home. Under Spicy. your breath? Spicy oh, words. you're doing better than me. 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes not under my breath. <laughs> I can, I, it's so true, Fletch. I can say if I have some, you know, some time and, and, and I have some perspective, I can say, oh my goodness, you know what? I am super unlovable and yucky. <laughs> and God just pours out his love and his mercy over my life. I need to turn to this child and do the same. They need that that oxygen. They need that what Elise Fitzpatrick calls that that good news, that <laughs> that wind in their sails because mm-hmm. otherwise we feel more and more unlovable if we don't understand how much God loves us. Yeah. Well, for the sake of time on this podcast, I'm going to wrap up this little discussion. And I want to thank again Laura Benavides for joining us in You're the studio. Very welcome. You're hanging out for the rest of the show. I just want to let you know. You're awesome. still here. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, so you're going to hear the end of the show. So if there's something you want to jump in on, feel free because now they know who you are. <laughs> so for the rest of the show, if there's something you wanted to jump in it's on, Fletch, okay. Kendra, you can. and Laura. Yeah. So uh, we can do that. So thanks for being in the studio with us. You're very welcome. Hey, this was a really great conversation tonight. Thanks for joining us again, Laura. It was super fun to have you with us. Uh, We are excited about next week's episode as well. We are going to be talking about charter schools, Fletch. Someone wrote in, and then I said, would you be on the show? And they were like, no, you can't use my name. So so we're uh, going to get into that discussion. Yeah, so it was a write-in one. So we have some people joining us in the studio, yeah. Yeah, so that little debate about whether you should go with the charter school or not go with the charter school, we are going to go there and have that conversation. Awesome. If you have any questions, I guess you can feel free to reach us in any of our social media outlets. Um, But the easiest way is to go to homeschoolingirl.com, and you can find us on any outlet. We're on all of them, aren't we? Pretty much. Pretty much. You can find (laughs) us on, on everything there. Um, Also, we'd love to have you sponsor us, and the biggest thing we'd love to have you do is write a review for us over on iTunes. So you can head over to iTunes, uh, just click on your listening device, and please, five-star review. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Just something we need to wrap it up. I'm not funny. I can wrap it up. Go for it, Laura. Huh? (laughs) What? Wrap up the show. Say thanks for doing it. Thanks for listening, or I don't know, something, something fun. Bye, everybody. Perfect. That's going to be good. I'm actually going to probably use all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. We'll see you next week. This is Laura Benavidez. You have been listening to the Homeschooling and Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them wherever you download your podcast.